Oh, hi, it's your co-host Jason Klom. Before we get started, uh, you're going to be a little confused for a moment. Why Why have we skipped forward an episode? Well, that's because we recorded this one uh, with our good buddy Mike Preister months ago uh, in preparation. Turns out he was only uh, in Burbank for a short period of time, um, and uh, we just wanted to take advantage of that uh, when we could actually be there as well and record with him. So uh, we recorded the episode Padded Suit Story uh, by him, uh, and it's a super fun one, so we skipped forward forward an episode and that's because we're just taking it safe um now taking it safe could mean that for a few weeks we don't have regular episodes and i apologize in advance for that if there's any way i can do uh special skype episodes or anything like that then we will be releasing stuff uh, at least once a week and if you're on the patreon uh, don't worry you will be getting your bonus episode as well i don't know what that's going to be feeling that out there's a lot of stuff from the archive to pull from um but just be uh prepared uh you're probably going to be hearing a lot from uh, just me um but again if i can get some Skype episodes, then I'll do regular Skype episodes. We'll do some Patreon bonuses. If you go to uh, patreon.com slash stolen dress and pick the dispatches from Fort Awesome tier, uh, then you can choose that and you'll get extra stuff. And the more uh, the more you donate on the whole uh, channel in general, uh, the more you can get, you know, if uh, you donate uh, a certain amount, you can get all the tiers and you'll get a copy of my movie. I think uh, my books are on there, something like that. Um, there's more stuff than than just extra podcasts, but you will get extra podcasts as well. So um, thank you guys for your patience. We apologize if uh, nothing comes out for a few weeks, but we are talking with tons of people about trying to arrange some things. Specifically, we know the 25th anniversary of News Radio coming out is coming up. We wanted to do a live thing for that. Schedules didn't line up, so we'd still like to do something. It's just probably going to happen considerably after the 25th anniversary. Um, I'll try and release something on that date, even if it's just a message from each of us. Um, But we'll get something out there. And in the meantime, if you want to submit something to us about the 25th anniversary of the show... Tell us what news radio means to you. Maybe you haven't submitted something to us before. Uh, 646-801-WNYX. So send us in a, 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 a voicemail or email us, freakzilla at scopenet.com. Uh, we can, we'll read that on the air as well. Um, and then we are going to be doing an official final episode, although um, because some people have kindly extended um, us on Patreon, we'll at the very least be doing Patreon episodes uh, through to October or possibly to the end of the year. So um, if you sign up, you'll get those as well. And if we have the time, we'll do more than the Patreon episodes episodes as well. We'd like to do that for people. We'd like people to have access to more of the show for fun, especially since we want to keep it going, keep people talking about news radio. That's a huge part. And we do want to do that the the comic and some other projects some other ideas we have i've got this weird comedy album idea that i'm working on that i don't know if it'll happen but uh we might be able to make it happen if i can make the right arrangements and it'll be a lot of fun so news radio is uh never far from my mind anyway and so there will always always be stuff to update you about it's just you know as time goes on it'll be fewer and further between uh but with the patreon support um hey I'm being guilted into making more, so I will definitely be making more stuff. So um, I apologize if any of the episodes are just me in advance, um, but they will be fun, and I'm happy to engage with you. Um, would love to do that. Maybe we'll even do a live stream kind of thing where we can engage with everybody, or I can engage with you guys, answer your questions live. We'll talk about that. I don't know. You know, tweet at us if you've got ideas for something you'd like to do, a way you'd like to participate. Um, or where you'd like to not participate, you know, feel free to let us know that as well. Anyway, you guys have uh, stuck with uh, me enough uh, through this. So please listen to this delightful episode with Mike Preister, a wonderful guy, great friend. And um, please uh, keep an eye out.
I'm Jason Klom. Gaziza, I'm Alan Rickard. Your last name is Rickard? And we are the hosts of Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Jason Klom. Gaziza, I'm Alan Rickard. This is Dispatches, Dispatches from, from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast. With Jen on the ether. Hi. And our special guest, Mike. Pr- oh my God! Swallowed your name, Mike Price. Hey, how are you, Mike? Right. You're not the first one. Yes, <laughs> I'm doing great, Jason. Thank you. Nice to see you guys. It's good to see you. you. Thanks uh, for coming on. So, Mike, you were one of the like early only repeat guests on Comedy on Vinyl, very early <laughs> on the show. And I think the only reason I knew that I wanted to invite you on is when Jen told me because you worked together. Jen told me you had written an episode of News Radio. Right. Uh, and and the official. I guess the official title is Story By. Story By, sure. But yeah. I have a couple of lines in the show. But, mm-hmm. but really, just uh, as for writing, was just a couple of lines right. of mine that actually got in. And uh, it's a plot point of mine as well, too. We may have, dis- I'm sure we discussed this before. Do we want to rehash? Oh, yeah, we absolutely have so, to. So, uh, going back at a very good friend, Al- Alan J. Higgins, as he's called on the show, Al Higgins. Uh-huh. Um, uh, just hung out with him. And so uh, this is a year Paul Sims was not the executive producer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he had a friend, Josh Lieb, had been promoted to producer. And Josh Lieb is a very funny guy. And I hung out enough that Josh happened to ask Al, says, what does Pryster do? And Al said, he's a writer. Said, we'll see if he wants to come in and pitch. Um, right. There was a rule on the network shows that you had to allow, I think, two episodes or two outside scripts to come in uh, okay so i went in and pitched them about 20 different ideas that mm-hmm. i had and and, mm-hmm. and they responded fairly well to them but as the season was going on there was a lot of pressure to use these outside scripts yeah. and it didn't always get used and so finally they said okay we've got one of your b stories where jimmy is embarrassed because he's <laughs> forgotten mother's day and trying to figure out how to you know make amends with his mom and all too uh-huh. so that's the b story in this script mm-hmm. too as well Okay. Wait. So, is is the padded suit yours as well? The padded suit is not That's mine. That's so funny. So, right. Right. The hilarious. actual title is not mine. <laughs> Ron uh, Weiner uh-huh. is the other writer on that, who was a product, uh, a writing assistant at mm-hmm. the time, and now I think he's a pretty big wig writer now. Okay. If, if I'm not mistaken, I've seen his name on things. Uh, I want to say. Maybe even a Simpsons episode, okay. or you know, one of one of their mm-hmm. spinoffs. Right. So is it? This is your first. This is your first anything, right? Oh, oh well. First um, let, let me think. I mean, I guess you know I had written on some local Nebraska shows, you mm-hmm. know, with credits, but not national. Okay. I had appeared on the uh, game show Tic Tac Doe. Huh? Really? You know, yes, mm-hmm. yes, 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 yes. Oh. The uh, big uh, leaks. Uh, yeah, but listen again. One year too late. The year after Wink Martindale left, you know. <laughs> so again, you know, I was like the last year, of, and I might even have been the last year of. Uh, Tic Tac Doe as you well shut too, him down, Mike. and I can't remember. Um, I wrote an episode of the Hundred and One Dalmatians Disney Channel one. I can't even remember if that was before or after. Oh wow! Uh, news radio it was about the same time, but okay. also like they had tons of people like changed hands, and eventually like all all like they took my script and did whatever sure. with it. So yeah, uh, I was even in the final process of that one too. So it was either, but my definitely my first kind of big break that mm-hmm. uh, that you know. Had to get into the Writers Guild for and right. uh, you know opened the doors to, to other things as well too. Yeah, awesome. Uh, what was good? The uh, did you uh, have any trouble when you pitched a 
the 101 Dalmatians news radio, did you accidentally bring the wrong show <laughs> into the wrong pitch? Well, <laughs> fortunately, I wasn't working for so many people that it wasn't hard to keep okay. them. Yeah. Thank God I didn't have tons of uh, good, uh, interference there trying to keep them straight and all, too. Didn't have a briefcase just filled with different ideas just spill out <laughs> no, all over no, the floor? No, no, no. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, God. I, oh. I got some stories in my jacket, too, people. <laughs> As the aspiring writer, and I'm sure you have some of your listeners, aspiring writers, I just, whenever I had something like uh, you know like hey i'm gonna pitch news radio which is is a hard door to get open mm-hmm. um i tried to come up with 100 ideas mm-hmm. you know and then mm-hmm. i have a couple friends who i really trust and say hey let's pick out like our 10 20 which ones do you think are viable people whose voice you kind of yeah you know uh, appreciate and all too so yeah how much of the show had you seen but at this point of news radio mm-hmm. oh uh from i think i was there al i believe came in on the show in like the fourth episode i'm not sure okay. if he was there for the yeah. whole I can't remember if he was there for the whole seat for the whole first season or not. So mm-hmm. I had been backstage many times, watched the show. I was a huge fan too, uh-huh. you know. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was so excited when kind of out of the blue, Al says, "Hey, Josh says you can pitch some ideas." I'd never pushed myself as a writer on them, mm-hmm. and it was more just because I love the show. Al's a great guy, a great you know human being, and a funny writer, funny person. So we were I was very tight with him and his wife Allison. We were kind of like the three amigos and all too. So mm-hmm. it was a, a great opportunity that I knew I wanted to try to take the most advantage of as I could with hopes sure. of, Hey, if this goes well, maybe next season I could possibly get on staff. Right, right, right. It's yeah. the last season you know, <laughs> uh-huh. in one of the last episodes. Right. Yeah, I know we're very close. Mm-hmm. What? Three episodes away. This mm-hmm. is, so this is, uh, I, I did not, we normally mention when it aired, like <laughs> it matters. April 13th, 1999. Mm. Um, yeah. Season five, episode 19 padded suit, which we probably already said, but I'm just going to say to get mm-hmm. out of the way. When you, you, I don't know if you, how much if you remember pitching, but when you pitched the Mother's Day idea, was the whole thing you just wanted to see Jimmy James uh, stomp on some chocolates? Cause <laughs> he did that so beautifully. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I wish I could find my notes and everything on it. You know, mm-hmm. w- what I remember is thinking, oh, I'm going to go and pitch Josh. I hope Al's there. Well, there's about seven or eight of the other writers, but it, mm-hmm. it, it ended up being, I guess, um, a, a good situation because a lot of feedback, a lot mm-hmm. of kicking mm-hmm. stuff around. Sam Johnson and his Chris right, Marshall and Chris Marshall were both there. Turns out I'm originally from Omaha. Sam is also uh, oh. uh, uh, ah. graduated from high school in Omaha as Did well too, our, our rival school. Mm-hmm. Josh Lieb has a grandfather who uh, owns a grocery store in Council Bluffs, Iowa, which, uh-huh. if you know, geography is across the river from mm-hmm. Nebraska. So we, uh, uh, oh, wow. I felt very comfortable kind of talking with them and kind of you know having a little mm-hmm. bit of a background with them. Julie Bean was um, one of the producers on the show. She was there too. And always also like somebody who I remember, I didn't know that well, maybe a little bit before that, like from parties and stuff, but she was really like um, a great kind of nurturer and and at the meetings was good at kicking stuff around Mm -hmm. and uh, pitched in during the, my pitches to try to say, what can we do to this? What Mm -hmm. can we do to that? Wow. So what, so Chris, Sam, Josh, Al, Julie. So there were five other people in the room at least. If yeah. There was not a writer's assistant possibly taking notes as well, mm-hmm. too. God, but, I, but, you... but I can't remember, like, kind of the details. Of, mm-hmm. I remember it, you know, just kind of, you know, throwing, throwing out. I had just on, on cards, right. just on index cards, kind of pitching. How about this? Oh, yeah. And we'd kick it around. But I can't remember kind of where. And that wasn't necessarily my favorite idea of mine. I thought, and, mm-hmm. and I can't, I, I should look to see, although oh my God, I'd love it's to see 15, I'd love it. 15 computers ago, I'm sure, sure. that, mm-hmm. you know, to try to figure out where I got that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but I did have my uh, 
uh, Performa, my was Macintosh Performa computer at the time. So maybe that's <laughs> <laughs> something I would keep. I like to keep those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you? <laughs> Do you ever, was it, uh, uh, well, I know you knew people, but uh, the ones you didn't know, was it, did it feel like a cold room or was it very? No, very, very warm. Nice. And I had been backstage enough and to enough, even it seems like I'm thinking before that, that I'd been to like maybe the end of the season party and stuff mm-hmm. too. So, okay. so kind of knew them enough. Nice. And, and uh, like, so here's my, like, while somebody knows me kind of thing, they had their own uh, computer gaming room. All right. Yeah. So right. that yeah. you know, right. like, yeah, you've maybe heard about that and stuff. Yeah. Right, right, right. And so um, uh, I was in there and they were playing Halo, I think, which I had yeah. never played. I'm a huge gamer, <laughs> uh-huh. but they were playing Halo, so I'm all right. So then Paul Sims comes walking in and I'm like, oh, you know, but he, he is a, a, a very nice guy, but not always like super kind of outgoing. He's, uh-huh. he's, he's a little introverted, mm-hmm. but he sits down. And so then he's like, hey, Mike, do, you know, go, go after that guy. And I was so happy he like knew my name. I didn't have to introduce uh-huh. myself. That was like, <laughs> so I can't even, I'm a bad Halo player. Paul Sims knew my name. Wow, that was cool. <laughs> Holy crap. I just love wow. that, that uh, in just in terms of who these people were, the only difference between them and everybody I knew in college <laughs> was that they also wrote on a TV right, show. Right. That's the only right. difference. Yeah. Uh, luckily, it's my favorite TV show. Yeah. So do you do you remember what episodes you got to see shot by any chance? Like I'm always curious about that stuff. Boy, I remember like I remember kind of backstage stuff with like Phil Hartman walking into the like whoever their warm up was, walking out and, and and just chatting with the crowd and I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of which episodes they were. Mm-hmm. I probably have to look through a list and go, "Okay, now I remember that too." Cuz I had other friends who were like working on Seinfeld at the time too. Mm-hmm. So so many of those that sometimes wow. they blend together and it was more like there are Seinfeld episodes I remember being at recording, but mm-hmm. I cannot off the top of my head. I I remember being at the there was one where the, the subterranean people. What do they call them? The troll people, or or uh-huh. what, what they had? And 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 was there a wedding between? God, the guy from. Um, Oh, Johnny Johnson. Yeah, 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 yeah Johnny. Yeah, 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 yeah Patrick Warburton. Yeah. Yes, right, right, so right. that I, I, one. So I remember okay. being at that one, too, which may or may not have been before or after my episode. I, I can't uh, remember. It's got to be well, it was right, right. It was like a couple, few episodes before. Okay, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right. So. Paul Tompkins is in that episode. Oh, is he? Okay, yeah, he's, great, he's great. the one who marries them <laughs> and is very pissy about it, and it's very funny. It's like, just so good. Oh, right. No, now I know what you're talking about when you say subtract. Because, yes, there's a whole, it's all the the hobos. There's just a bunch of hobos, and Johnny Johnson is... Yeah. King of the hobos. Right. Yeah, oh, right. I'm king of the hobos. Is that where he goes at night or yeah. whatever yeah, after, so after work? Yeah. So fucking yeah. dumb. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, I love it very much. Um, let's, should we talk about, okay, so did you have ideas for previous seasons at all? Or is this, since they finally came to you, you're like, oh, now I'm going to put them together. Or did you already have some news radio ideas? I don't. I don't recall like ever, uh, but there is a chance I wrote like a spec script. A spec script. I, and, yeah. and I think that was before that. Mm-hmm. Two, just as my calling card, not one for them to buy or anything sure. like that. But I had put one together, and I can't remember. But but you know what? It had to be before that because mm-hmm. it was with uh, Phil Hartman, yeah. you know, with Bill McNeil, and uh, I, I'd have to look to see if I have that script. You know, the only 
I, I carried those for so long. Uh, you, know, you know, so I'm in the same apartment in Burbank for 19 years. Mm -hmm. And so when I made the move, mm -hmm. you know, out of Burbank, like a lot of stuff, I go, why would I ever need this? You know, <laughs> I'll have, but I do have a pile of some stuff. So, mm -hmm. so I'll check to see just so you can kind of see right. what's in that, you know, storage. We have a little storage box at our yeah. place. I'll look, because maybe that'll be archives for the uh, Fort Awesome oh my God, you have News no Radio idea. archives. We would love that. <laughs> Holy cow. Do you, uh, yeah. Just really quick. Do you? You know, you said it was a long time ago and you lost mm -hmm. most of the notes. Do you remember like any like any at all other pitches that you really wanted that you thought God, I I, I remember when they told me this is the one they're taking, I kinda of went, Really? That yeah. one? You know? <laughs> so so in my mind it wasn't the strongest, but I can't, you know, uh, I, I honestly can't think of like what they were and they were they were always like uh uh one liners. I always felt like I got good feedback. I pitched you know numerous places and stuff mm -hmm. too that just you know breaking it down to a simple you know jimmy's doing this dave's doing that and mm -hmm. but but i can't off the top of my head mm -hmm. I, oh, I'll, I'll bet tonight like i'm falling asleep like three of them are going to come back to me mm -hmm. i go oh, so <laughs> you'll have to have me back of sometime. course that's going to happen we could do a reading of my uh, spec script maybe. Uh, i thought about yes. it. i've, I've <laughs> already thought about it <laughs> just just maybe that'll be what convinced dave foley to come on the yeah, show right, so he hilarious. can read a spec script <laughs> <laughs> and, and then just paul sims will have to call me like i did not approve this this is not this is not happening this is the end of the podcast uh -huh. yeah. i am we're shutting you down you guys are canceled <laughs> I think whether he actually approves of it or doesn't approve, he will still say he doesn't approve. Of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely true. Um, well, on that note, let's take a very quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. Hi, Alan. Hey. <laughs> Hi, Jen. Welcome back, Jason. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Mike. Hi, guys. <laughs> this is not normally how we come back from a break. It's just I don't know. Um, let's let's start the episode off. Uh, why can't I figure out what these notes say? Alan, well, you got some notes? Are we, well, yeah, I mean, so we're we're seeing Dave in full insanity mm -hmm. happening oh, this right. season. Oh, absolutely, uh, right. Mm -hmm. we, we talked about this before, but he is turning into Ed from the pilot episode who he was replacing because that guy was, like, stressed out, wanting to fire everybody, wanting mm -hmm. to... Mm -hmm. Or Howard Hughes. Uh-huh. Very that. much. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, oh, my goodness. I wanted to Ed... see tissue boxes on his feet, right? That would... <laughs> what were you saying, Jen? Oh, except that Ed, like, would go, like, he was more, he was more, um, like, had had poles to it. Like, he, <laughs> he would want to fire everybody and scream and then, like, mm -hmm. seem like a really nice guy. <laughs> right. Like, like and a few minutes later. Day, right? Yeah, really but then he'd want to come back because obviously he loved it. Uh -huh, uh -huh. But Dave's just, nope. It's just, all, he's all in right yeah. now. He wants to burn it all down. He does. It's absolutely true. <laughs> um, well, we, we, yeah. We, uh, we, you go ahead. No, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, uh, just at the top because he's trying to get everybody at the conference meeting. It also is, uh, uh, just seems like everybody else work worth work ethic wise has mm -hmm. turned into Matthew because they don't want to <laughs> right. move at all. It's true. Right? Right. <laughs> I mean, there's 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 a lot going on in this season that is probably reflective of what was actually happening behind the situation. <laughs> everybody's just phoning it in. Nobody's phoning in the comedy, but everybody's just like. I kind of want to be here, but I'm also kind of ready to move on. Right. So it feels like it, right. at least a little bit. I don't know. I, I, I feel like I remember there was a discussion about we have to be careful with this mm -hmm. because it's kind of matching some beats that they've done before sure. of, sure. you know, mm -hmm. we want to fire everybody kind of stuff and mm -hmm. how to make it different. Uh -huh. mm. 
It makes sense. I mean, they 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 are they're digging into because I was listening to the commentary and Paul Sims was talking very much about how like yeah sometimes you just dig out old stories right. and just switch the right. characters right. around because you got to do something you know what dynamics work <laughs> and this is a dynamic that works where everybody's against Dave or Dave's against everybody else and that that didn't no one happen. listens to him. It really happened in season four in the same way anyway, like because he wasn't bossed for a little while and mm. all that stuff. Uh, uh, it also reminds me of Al mm-hmm. Higgins telling me that sometimes they're trying to figure out what to do, and they just go through like an episode guide of um, uh, the Beverly Hillbillies, and kind of <laughs> go, "Well, who could well, you know?" <laughs> and granted, they wouldn't just rewrite that, of but course. use that for inspiration, oh like, "Oh, and what's going to happen here I love or there?" It so uh-huh. much. Uh-huh. Kind of great. <laughs> yeah. Bill gets a cement pond. <laughs> everybody. Uh, <laughs> Matthew becomes Dave. a double knot spy. <laughs> Dave tries to get a bank loan from Mr. Mooney. Wait a minute, hold on. That's a exactly. Actually, I would like to see that episode. Yeah, uh, Mr. Mooney shows up from. Yeah, yeah okay, that'd be great. It, I am. So, I feel like at some point it would have become a Gilligan's. They would have done a Gilligan's <laughs> right, Island right? episode. Would have been good. Like yep. the space episode, yeah, the Titanic right. episodes are mind. very good. Ah, it just does feel like a show that once they started jumping the shark, maybe every episode yeah. would have been a theme episode. Yeah, oh, you I would know? love to have seen a Jurassic Park episode. Yeah. Oh, a Jurassic <laughs> Park episode of the show. That would have been fantastic. Oh, my goodness. Uh, there's a... Uh, yeah, so Matthew has uh, gotten punched in the face. He's mm-hmm. by a young lady at a Natalie Merchant such a stupid joke and it's such a 90s joke yeah i mean this is as 90s as you're gonna yeah. as you're gonna get um i do love lisa say you mean the hippie chick that sings songs to depressed junior high school girls and max going hey <laughs> yeah so it's it's both their their thing that's yeah yeah uh, then he overcompensates by saying you know like fight like a girl and sure yeah there's a lot and of that several shit going other on interesting things oh yeah but he's also kind of an idiot person so it's i suppose more excusable yeah what's funny is they it's brought not on... like this it's not like lisa's saying fight like a, although i could see maybe lisa ever <laughs> maybe throwing one of those in there sure yeah yeah, but, yeah yeah max is just an extra idiot you're right they are just be they're all matthew they're all becoming <laughs> matthew. right max is so dumb in this episode but i, I do like him saying that dave dave's Somebody wrote in on the bitch bus today. You know, childish. He covered his, his mouth and the hand with the wrong side, too. So you can clearly see Dave clearly see his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it. So dumb. Um, yeah, so it was Natalie Merchant. And uh, it's a very weird... So we talk about this a lot. The, 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 the cold open break is usually Andy Dick falling over. Right. Mm-hmm. Or like a really solid... Li- it's a very... This is one of the meekest cold opening lines. Where it's just weird. It's just a weird moment. It's just like I don't know if the, if they didn't have a moment to end it with, but you just feel like he should have just fallen over and hit his eye. Like that's that's. I right. mean that's you know what I'm saying. The right. other eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other eye. Yeah. Should just fallen fallen onto Max's fist or something. Like literally actually fallen onto it. Uh, which, by the way, when we get to that... And then he could have said, ow, my fist. Yeah, ow, my fist. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I'm having so much trouble with my notes. I apologize, because it's all on well, my stupid tablet. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, uh, uh, it's just nice to see Dave then in the office just staring through the blinds. <laughs> yeah, He's such a maniac. Just, right. Just, right. <laughs> he did the, 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 the menacing smile right? the entire episode. You, you don't <laughs> see so that good. a lot. On news radio mm-hmm. until you know around now, um, mm-hmm. you got to see it sometimes on Kids in the Hall when he's playing oh, like, that smile, like a yeah, crazy yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh, 
That's uh, what this reminded me of. This surfaces beautifully. Right. This, his beat, his whole I'm going insane Snut. beat feels like a Kids in the Hall sketch. <laughs> to me, that's what I felt the whole time. And I don't know why. And I, I don't know if they just found a new way to... to do you do you have any concept of where any of the act? Because I don't know how many of the actors you were hanging out with or knew at the time, like w- how they felt about how they were working on the show, what they wanted to do. Uh, like, a, well, n- definitely not close enough to kind of know. Again, things that come to mind is this episode is directed by Dave Foley, yes. so. <laughs> yes. um, uh, you know, it, and it's funny, it, like like when I think about like the male leads of the shows, they don't always get that chance to kind of you know spread out and all too. So who mm-hmm. knows? As you know, as director and uh, you know, show's been on a while, is this his chance to kind of do something? Maybe it's a little more fun for him and his character right. as well too. You know, that's a good point. Don't have to be just the the boss who's right. you know barking at people or for whatever. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Gets gets to spread his wings a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, there's just so so much of my favorite. I, I mean, I highlighted a ton of lines, uh, but I will say that there's one point where he smiles, <laughs> right? Kind of realized that uh, I want Vincent Carthizer from Mad Men to play his son. Um, there's there's a moment where he looks just like Vincent Carthizer for some reason, and I don't know why. It's just a weird moment, so that needs to happen. I'm just this is just putting that out there. Keep trying to make that connection. I yeah, know. It's, it's just just a weird moment where he looks just like Vincent Carthizer. Um, Lisa, I'm gonna fire one of them today. <laughs> so creepy. I love when uh, he gets into these like Twilight. He feels like he's in a Twilight Zone episode, mm-hmm. and nobody else is. Mm-hmm. That's what I. I, I like. fired them all in my mind a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I was stuck. We stuck in my head when I saw this episode, and it, it still runs through my head once in a while. Was when she was like, "For argument's sake, which one were you thinking of?" And just his Matthew. No, 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 Joe. J- J- Max is good. Ma- that would be great. Just like that. Like my grandma trying to remember our names. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, all of them. Uh, Beth, Beth wants to borrow $5 from Dave so that she can have some wine with her lunch. <laughs> she wasn't like, yeah, she wasn't like, I'm going to go treat myself to lunch instead of have my brown bag. But no, no I want I wine. To take a yeah. break from all that one to maybe two pots of coffee she makes in a uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> But we also find out that Lisa has a half a bottle of wine in her desk. Right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, her job description is 40 pages. Sure. So. Because she's insane, though. That might be how that gets done. I don't know. Was your was no your judgments. pitch for the the Jimmy story just Jimmy based, or is there did did you have all of it worked out in your head, or was it just Jimmy, Jimmy and the the mother? I don't thing? recall. Okay, but, but I believe the pitch itself, I think, was just a one liner of Jimmy forgot about Mother's Day, so now he's trying to. You know, I can't remember if they twisted what I said, he's trying to intercept all the cards or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't any more fleshed out right. than that itself. I was just trying to give him kind of one hitters to, to mm. take somewhere. Yeah, so. that's smart. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Because I, I just love that whenever they give him a story like this, they sometimes remember, right. He's a billionaire. He can overcompensate more than anybody. Right. In the right. World. Right. Or, Jimmy wants to cancel mother's day because he forgot to get something for his mom. Might yeah. have been mm-hmm. like just the straightforward mm-hmm. idea that was pitched. Makes sense. Makes sense. Jimmy Jimmy will go off the deep end with yeah, these kinds of yeah, things. Yeah. Just to find a woman, he ran for president. He launched an entire <laughs> right, presidential right. campaign. To he find doesn't know how to do small things. Why would America hire a crazy billionaire to be president? Yeah, right? That's I mean, ridiculous. That would never. They were so far over the top. In <laughs> that seems inappropriate. Uh, let's all cry and like, for five minutes. And like a huge <laughs> conflict of interest yeah, right. for the well-being of America. <laughs> There's some I love the surreal lines when again this is uh, this this season is 
is the culmination of when the show sort of felt real and when it didn't. <laughs> but like lines like, ah, yes, that's delightful. Prolong the terror, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the axe hangs, but it does not fall. <laughs> not yet. I mean, what were they And Josh Lieb that's is to amazing. blame for letting this stuff no, go through. Amazing, I love, no. I love. Love it. To think. Mm. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, there might be... I. What do you do? You have a concept of what Josh brought to the show as the new lead of the you show. You know, he had been around for so long. I feel like he had a pretty strong voice from mm -hmm. the beginning on that show. So I don't know that in essence, it, and it was a pretty democratic kind of you know group decisions all the time on a lot of these things. So I don't know that in essence, a, a, a lot changed. You know, having him come on. You mm -hmm. know, even though the show does feel different, sure. I, I'm wondering if. Just uh, so much of that is is because uh, uh, you know Bill McNeil's not on the show, so yeah. now we've we've got this opening. So like, why don't we kind of? And it's the fifth year, and they're trying to kind of sure. flesh it out. So um, it, Josh is just somebody who I respect comedically. Just think he's hilarious, yeah. and his name shows up on so many hilarious shows yeah. all the time and all. And he's very you know mild mannered guy, you yeah. know. But 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 you know has that just dry sense that can throw out some hilarious things. So he's not like an over the top kind of guy either. So right. I just, I, 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 my sense was always that not too much change kind of about the writer's room as Josh being there instead of Paul, except maybe that they had writing meetings at two in the afternoon instead of two in the morning. So. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Huh? Yeah, yeah, it's I, like, I, yeah. I don't know, let's do our work yeah. during the yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, we have gotten... <laughs> People have said Go that essentially there was point. a point where Paul Sims lived on site, right, would right. sleep and eat on site, right. sometimes didn't go home. Covered his windows. Yeah. Yeah. Paul. <laughs> Paul, buddy. I mean, thank you. Yeah. That's all I can yeah. do is, is thank you for Again, that. Yeah, a hilarious man, like so many of we know, course. but just quirky yeah. as all can get out, uh -huh. like all of us, right? Uh-huh. Uh, I like that Matthew's dream job is defective marshmallow finder. <laughs> no, no, Matthew, not your dream job. You actual. know how... <laughs> <laughs> how he thinks that exists in some yeah, yeah, yeah. in some world. Oh, bad how do you one. get there? Right? Oh, it's he, another he bad one. He confuses his actual dreams with mm -hmm. reality with all reality. the time. That's true. All the time. <sighs> oh, that might have been a dream. He thinks candy elves exist. That also happens <laughs> yeah. in another. I mean, you know, might be schizophrenic. I don't. Know. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. You know, well, that's probably sometimes I have the discussion with friends about you have characters like that who you love. Dwight from uh, mm -hmm. The Office. Sure. Mm -hmm. You go, oh, they're so funny to watch, but I would never actually want to work with that human no. being. And some <laughs> no. of us have, you know. And you go, it's not funny when you're there. Yeah. It's funny to look at. Right. right? <laughs> I'm trying to think. The only people who would be easy to handle working with on this show in real life would be Lisa and right. Catherine. Those are the only right. two I think right. I could possibly actually handle working with. Because mm -hmm. even Dave, Dave, Dave early on. Saying, Dave early like. on, maybe. <laughs> right. Although if you were like doing your job, uh -huh. I don't maybe think it'd Dave be hard to work with Dave. It's probably true. Well, and so it also makes me wonder, I, I think I've worked with a few Beths that uh -huh. it did, it wasn't too bad because like her job was kind of something else. And mm -hmm. so you could kind of observe from afar. Okay, that's fair. It'd be yeah. a little funny as long as it didn't kind of interfere with yeah, my yeah, job yeah, directly yeah, yeah, or yeah. cause any sense. problems. <laughs> I have been bad. Oh, I am. Oh, yeah. That's what oh, I am at, at, at right. jobs. Hey, anybody who works with me, please, well, I hope you're not listening. Maybe that's 
kind of the rule. You know, the rule in poker is if you look around the table and can't see who the fish is, mm -hmm. it's you. Mm -hmm. Maybe if you look around the room, you can't see a Matthew. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying death, but now you got me thinking. Uh -huh. Yeah. Oh, God. What oh, would be boy. the worst case scenario? I did I literally spill an entire salad on myself the other day at work. Oh, no. Wow. Falling over in a chair no once comment. or twice. I think we found out what's going on. I think we know what. Uh oh. Ooh. Oh, my pants. Oh, my pants. How are they on fire somehow? There was no flame in the room. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Max got into a bit of a scrape at a CV Nicks concert. Is that. Is that uh, was it Max that said that? Yeah, I think so. Max. Because yep. he's cause they were may maybe making fun of. Matthew, what happened to him? And he said, yeah, yeah you know. You will yeah, <laughs> little just around the corner. Uh-huh. Yes. Matthew wants to learn how to defend himself <laughs> against yeah. little girls. And in real life, it's the exact opposite. Anyway, uh, moving on. <laughs> um, uh, he's never going to do the show. Uh, yeah, okay. And then here is one of the best moments in the entire show where Jimmy... Okay, to make his point, Jimmy offers the chocolate to Dave. Also... Can I just say Please. the fact that Dave says it's a little early, but like, is it early for chocolate? Is that a thing? Like, is that yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, who I'll take the chocolate at six in the morning. <laughs> so yeah, that's really. But uh, offers it to him, and then he takes the box, throws it on the floor. I know it sounds like I'm urinating. I, I am pouring. This he, definitely that's he definitely is. I might be urinating. Um, and then Jimmy just. God damn it. I love when he puts energy like this into something and yeah. just stomps. Yeah. Stephen Root's a <laughs> yeah. goddamn genius. Yeah, he's pretty fantastic, isn't he? Oh, it's annoying. Yeah. It, it's, he, yeah. he goes from still business like yep. to just stomping <laughs> on that with with like with oomph. Yeah. And uh just side note again, somebody who's just always fantastic to work with uh -huh. and who like I run into at the Starbucks, you know, two years later mm -hmm. and, and hey Steven and he goes, Hey Mike, how's it going? Like like no reason to kind of wow. really remember my name right, as well right. too. And his hair was pure white. I remember he was doing hmm. some you know, White House who was playing somebody from uh whoever it was who, who the guy who wrote the 9-11 memo that didn't get read. Uh, oh, Remember that guy shit. was kind of famous? Yes. He was yep. like, uh, anyway, so he played him and I can't remember what, what, really? what movie or oh. TV movie it was okay. or something like that. So, but at first, I didn't recognize him because That's his hair so was pure funny. white at the time. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. I love because there's, there's a bit here where it's like, oh, Jimmy's about to make a business point. He's about, it's going to be an episode where Jimmy's going to teach you a lesson about business. I just stomped on a bunch of chocolates. like at the beginning. He does. Yeah. He comes in very... Dave's reaction is familiar. also beautiful. Just the whole, what the hell was that? Just how he says uh -huh. it. Like... Yeah, because that's, it's, I, I like that Dave's, Dave's own plot here is insane, but in this, he's the straight man. Yeah. Right, In this right. one he scene, he's, he's like, one he's spot he finds. He's yeah, the voice he of reason. <laughs> I don't know how this show, and I didn't even catch it until thinking about it right now. Yeah. It, this should this not work. This is him tethered right, again, right. but, but it's. But, I mean, Jimmy has a crazy idea. Where's the continuity so. gal? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you know what? To be fair, I was watching it because mm -hmm. I was like, oh, Dave's like, Dave's like, his brain is sobering up right now. Mm -hmm. But, like, at the beginning <laughs> of it, he still has a somewhat unhinged right. look on his face. It's right. not over the top, but right. because it is his boss coming in. Uh -huh. But he's oh. still kind of like, he looks a little, a little loopy, a little off <laughs> from normal. Mm -hmm. And then, and then he's like, oh, it's. Jimmy's doing a thing. Oh, oh no. Oh, now he has to compensate. And... Uh, what will happen if I don't say something? You know, mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. like I guess it gotta gotta be reality right now. Yeah, yeah. Just get a get little into bit. It if real. I can, I don't know if I can handle it. Like he almost has some of those looks on his face. Like, 
am I really pulling this off right now? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Jimmy Jimmy wants to stop. Uh, he wants to stop Mother's Day. Do we, do we discover that already? I think we discovered mm-hmm. it right here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, cheap chocolates. He doesn't want. Mm-hmm. It just it's a crutch with a metal spike on the end that pierces the heart of every other mother in America. It's got to stop day. And so I'm just reading the lines. It's just it reads like an insane person's like screed. Uh, it's just because he's clearly overcompensating already. So mm-hmm. you just jarred a little memory of me. Please. So I do remember uh, at the pitch, uh, it started off. We had the Mother's Day, and I also said what, Jimmy doesn't have a date for Valentine's Day, so he wants to cancel Valentine's Day for okay. everybody, okay. too. All right. And the two merged together during that pitch meeting, too. Okay. I just remembered how it had started off, just so you know. That's funny. And he, I may have had something about stomping on chocolates, because that's a Valentine's Day thing right, as right, well, right. too. So, yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. I, I, I never under because I've never been in a writer's room. I right. never understand how these things evolve. But right. I mean, do so, you have to just be like somebody else has the better idea? And you just have yeah, to, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's what absolutely. It is. You know, you just you trust the room as a whole and kind of mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes it comes a majority. Sometimes if mm-hmm. somebody did something that makes somebody laugh, yeah. sometimes you just have to have the boss decide too. You know, right. like you know, depending right. on what it is. I've been in rooms where there wasn't a boss to decide, and usually it's oh, a pretty no. crappy. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, because yeah. it's like well, and and you no, know, at times he as well too you know people mm-hmm. get passionate about stuff so are you comfortable and do you like a writer's room i do you know what i, I you have to grow into it though too okay. because you know you, you you obviously start off writing on your own i also think it helped i started off in kind of improv and sketch comedy mm-hmm. so there was a big okay. collaborative um atmosphere with that so i was pretty used to that as well too mm-hmm. but i could see somebody who's like mostly written on their own having uh having a uh that being a challenge to try to be yeah you know, just open to a change I'm or scared whatever of the it is. Idea. What's that? I'm scared of the idea. It, it 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 can be daunting, and I do remember working at Nickelodeon and getting notes from like the Nickelodeon executives, and and kind of being insulted, like, oh, well, if you're such a great writer, why are you, mm-hmm. you know, sitting in an office over on Sunset instead of in this writer's room? You know, mm-hmm. and, and probably was much less open than I. You need to be because there's a reason they'll put a network executive in in yeah, in place to do those kind of things. Too. Sure, mm-hmm. and, sure. And and uh, I may have mentioned before, like I know our definite kind of approach was for that show on Nickelodeon was okay. If they give us ten notes, let's do one or two so that they don't feel like you know they're not doing anything. Let's right. let's right. give them give them something so that you know we're listening to your notes too right but i've heard about shows that just say they refuse to take network notes oh, and wow. things like that that's different than other wow. people you hire as writers uh-huh. and stuff too you know that's but crazy. usually that's somebody big like um i i and i, I can't specifically but like larry, larry david or somebody says i don't want to get notes from you know executives wow. or something I, I i and and i don't want to say he said that either but right, as right, an right. example he right? could do that though. right right if somebody who's, who somebody who's got the clout to do something like that i don't yeah. do we ever on comedy on vinyl talk about your sketch and improv background i don't remember ever talking I don't about know. that that much i don't know so it's, it's, in what in what sense like was it back home or out here as well both okay um so my freshman year of college they started the very this is 1979 so we're talking you know 100 years ago mm-hmm. 79 40 years ago i just had my 40th high school reading uh, Wonderful. so it was that fall omaha got its first comedy club it was at this little bar sunday nights only mm-hmm. and my friends and i had done like theater in high school and and I worked with these super creative guys who, like, I remember when I first moved to the neighborhood in the you know, ninth grade or whatever, and they say, hey, we're going to make a tape. Or you want to you be on our, you know, be on our tape? Like, what are you talking about? Like, they've written sketches, and 
there was no YouTube at the time, so you just recorded yeah, it and had your own little tape to do it on and stuff too. So they had written some pretty hilarious sketches. They were huge Monty Python fans, which I'd had no exposure to at the time. Wow, and so okay. that opened my world again. And uh, and so when they had this first comedy club, they said, hey, we've got a couple of those bits you know, that we've written. Why don't we go do this at this comedy club? Mm-hmm. Where, uh, my friend and I were 18. The other three guys were... 17 and still in high school going to a a bar you know on sunday nights on a school night or whatever too taking high school seniors there and all too at Mm -hmm. first not owning up to our age and and all too i mean i was even young for my grade so i was i was still i just turned 18. Mm -hmm. um and so we started doing and had a relative amount of success kind of from the get-go and kind of became the house sketch comedy team for four four or five years off and off and on what were you called uh, Tricapa Stooge was oh, our, <laughs> our comedy name. Um, and so had always like been involved at times people would go off to college, you know, mm-hmm. the younger, the guys who were still seniors, you know, a couple of them went away to school. So mm-hmm. I, I did a little bit of stand up just to try to, a chance to get on stage and all too. Yeah. Um, and so eventually one of the guys, one of the guys we started this with, um, is the stand-up comedian who I was telling you about earlier was mm-hmm. on the Johnny Carson uh, Tonight Show. Um, he moved to California, L.A. in 85, and I, like, mm-hmm. helped him move out and drove a van for him and stuff. And so then I kind of knew originally I wanted to move to Chicago because Second City was my, like, lifelong goal. Okay. Um, after meeting several people who were involved in Second City, it felt like... It, they're talking, oh, it's very political and yep. it's not always the funniest person gets promoted and stuff yep. like that so yep. i said well, you know what i have a friend living in la i want to do writer improv stuff like that i'll go to la and so i ended up out here went to a few schools took classes at the groundlings for a couple of sessions but mm-hmm. kind of got out of my price range and all too i kind of wish now i would have definitely stuck it out there because mm-hmm. obviously that's you know a, a great venue to be at and all too but work with some comedy troops around here but then moved more towards just the writing aspect of it and okay. so got out of improv and sketch comedy do you have a concept because this comes up a lot on the show uh, a lot of people who i've had on well comedy on vinyl but also on here because there's a lot of crossover uh, a lot of nebraska and iowa comics have a lot of the like because i've had the guys from duck's breath on mm-hmm. comedy on mm-hmm. vinyl uh mark fight on who's on this show is from mm-hmm. iowa if i'm not right. mistaken yep. and mm-hmm. he also knows uh jim turner from duck's right. breath right uh Johnny Carson's from right. Nebraska. Uh, what the what's what's the comedy scene? Because I know it's young in both those places. But like, wh- wh- why did it form the way it did? If you have a concept mm-hmm. of it, I'm just curious. You know, we did we did a little retrospective once too about mm-hmm. just because we were kind of there from from kind of the comedy club aspect of it and all mm-hmm. too, like a ten year thing. So that would have been in like 2000. Or I'm sorry, 1989, 90 or whatever. But you know, I. I I don't have that full answer how it ends up kind of being I mean there's plenty of people from everywhere who become famous but sure. it feels like for a, a state with a million to a million and a half people uh-huh. it feels like the per capita people who end up you know like like in you know again you know you have you know Sam Johnson and you know mm-hmm. stuff. I'm sure I know there's a, at least one writer on Jeopardy because Nebraska gets an overabundance of questions on Jeopardy. I noticed watching, <laughs> and and just happened to meet him. You know, like when we're during the Writers Guild strike. You know, and just okay, kind of said, yeah. "Oh yeah, I'm I'm from Omaha." You know, and stuff too, and on Jeopardy and all too. And it was pretty funny. I, at the time, I was 
my writing partner at that time was uh, J. Elvis Weinstein, Weinstein, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Josh Weinstein. I uh, did not know I that the know two that. of you wrote together because he also did comedy on vinyl. J. Elvis did? Yes. Oh, really? All right, great. <laughs> yeah. Good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We sold a you know, script here and there together. So a longtime friend. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if he told this story that mm-hmm. we were striking and um, uh, uh, met this guy. We chatted. We may even had lunch with him back when Drew Carey was buying everybody lunch at uh, Bob's Big Boy during the strike oh, and okay. stuff. <laughs> and so then a, a year or so later... Uh, Josh J. Elvis got a question on Jeopardy. You know, J. Elvis Weinstein oh, yeah, yeah. Original, originally played Tom Servo on this, you know, on this uh, TV show mm-hmm. and all too. So, mm-hmm. and I believe they got it correct. I think the worst thing is when they don't get when your don't get your, your question right now, correct, correct and all as well too. So, <laughs> hmm. uh, just you know, crossover. You know, when, so yeah, of course you want uh, MST MST3K people as well too, right? Right. Yeah. yeah good God. Yeah. yeah. It, it's it, I just because I don't know. I'm from upstate New York, and there's no there's nobody <laughs> right? from upstate. I won't say nobody, but right. almost nobody. Right. Right. And I don't know. Maybe it is weird per capita. You're right. It's a very strange little. Maybe it's that drive to get the heck out of there. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, friend of the show, Alex Salem, also an Iowa guy. Uh, right. Right. Um, ton of people who've done this show and right, the show. Right. The uh, Dave Higgins and Al Higgins. Yes. Right. From Iowa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's too many mm-hmm. to name, but we've named them all. Right. That's, that's true. <laughs> it's a giant list. And even I found when I moved out here, I mm-hmm. tended to really, you know, first of all, I knew the Nebraska people. So, so we hung out with a lot of um, Iowegians mm-hmm. and Minnesotans were also like kind of, it felt like I would say 90% of my friends mm-hmm. were transplants from there. And I don't know if it was just a comfort, comfortability factor mm-hmm. that we, you know, came from the same background sure. or what, it, you know, what caused that and all too. You but just it was understand a pretty big Midwest I, culture. I guess, but, but, you know, it's not like California culture is all that difficult. Sure, you know? sure. Alan, do you have, you're from, you're from Minnesota. <laughs> you I am from, Minnesota, I'm from Minnesota, right? yeah. yeah. Do, do you find yourself gravitating towards any Minnesota people out here? Other than your sister, that doesn't count. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I moved out here with uh, someone I knew from college, and we hung out a lot. So also sure. from Minnesota? One, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then... Uh, uh, how long have you lived here? I've, oof, since 2006, okay. so... I feel like I started to, and now I've I've integrated a little bit more, but yeah, there's still different. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's about it. Good. good. (laughs) But but Jay Elvis is from Minnesota, um, and uh, just a good comedy scene in Minnesota in general. You know, so that's a great background to have too. I think for both stand up. And if you're talking about like Dudley Riggs and some other, you know, sketch comedy, improv comedy as well. Right. I did. I did a drinking game in Minnesota. That was a good time. That was a super fun show. I, I did a few competitions at uh, Acme Comedy Club. Back nice, right? Oh, did yeah, you? Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, was that when you were still doing stand up? Yeah. Was, okay. Yeah, I was in, still in college and stuff. Yeah, it was good times. <laughs> Alan's a funny stand up. He doesn't do it right now. I don't. But uh-huh, Alan, nice. Alan was a very funny stand up. Right. I saw him do stand up. That's all. Here you go. Um, <laughs> he walked out on the show, but it was yeah, 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 yeah. of your show. <laughs> of my yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got my fill a couple minutes. Out. I, yeah, I, get I, get, I, I think the loud bit. booing as you left was very inappropriate. <laughs> it was okay. not. It was. It was a. I know you thought it was, it was cute, but yeah. it wasn't. Joking. We just didn't arrange it ahead of time. He just. Didn't, I figured he's an improv. He knows he's got some improv skills. He could go with it. I didn't know. You're supposed to plan that stuff. I guess that's yeah, fine. Improv character cries a lot, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> he ends up in tears. Works for him. Uh, so as they're getting ready to train with Joe and do Joe Jitsu, mm-hmm. such a <laughs> dumb joke. Uh, uh, he 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 makes he makes Matthew and Max fight. Yes. There's always this has always stood out to me that 
for some reason, either Max Lewis or John Lovitz pronounces windmill the way little kids do, which is windmill. <laughs> windmill. <laughs> Prepare yourself for the stinging blades of the windmill. It, and he just throws, spins his arms mm-hmm. around and runs at Matthew. It's such a dumb <laughs> gag mm-hmm. uh, that is like barely moves the plot forward, but it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, <laughs> right. You know, it's, it's just. Well, he had to see how they fight. That's fight true. That's yeah, true. We got to yeah. see what's, what's. And then and then Matthew asks who won when he's right. Yeah, he the bathroom. <laughs> after he's run into the bathroom. <laughs> um, yeah. So then we we go back to Dave, who is still <laughs> plotting, as you said, Jen earlier. He's fired them a thousand a hundred mm-hmm. times each mm-hmm. of them um <laughs> he's got a 40 page job 40 page job description um yeah. and has clearly written oh no we're not there yet but at some point she's you know clearly lisa written sometimes else's. you're a little too mm-hmm. professional <laughs> that's right at the end yeah. that little smirk on his face like, maybe you're down maybe, i'm jumping ahead maybe it's you. so <laughs> so good mm-hmm. and so over the top mm-hmm. ridiculous the Bond um, villain. Yes. Yeah. And then the, for some reason they just bring in two wheelbarrows full of Mother's Day cards. That's mm-hmm. this is this is is it weird to like have that's, this that's idea? That walks in and does it professionally, so you know that Jimmy oh, yeah, yeah, made yeah. him do like you know. Yeah, she she does it. In, she in didn't look confused. Way. She right. was just like, oh yeah, this is what Jimmy, I do now. <laughs> Yeah, this is what my day is today. By the way, we should point out Beth will never get permanently fired. Jimmy would bring her back. Right. No, yeah. Also, yeah. she does stuff every day to keep that place running. It's mm-hmm. just not anything conventional in any way yeah, except yeah, yeah. make a pot of coffee. She has to deal with an insane, an actual insane boss. Uh, it's happening again. I'm so sorry. Oh, oh God. Uh, Put it away. You know, the bathroom Jesus. is like <laughs> I know. 15 feet from you right now. We could take a break. I, for well, I, I just, gosh. I'm committed to getting this show completed. It wasn't even that much. Let's I don't even think you had to go that badly. <laughs> is, it, is it weird to see, to see your little idea grow like that? Like, is it, like, was it? If it's your special, you know, I show. I was able to kind of absorb it during the writing process because I I mm-hmm. worked on the show for that whole week mm-hmm. as well too. So mm. I, you know, yeah, uh, probably when I read the rough draft was more of like, oh, they're doing this with that. Mm-hmm. It was you know me in my apartment by myself. Mm-hmm. So if I had just seen it, probably would have been more of a reaction all I too. That, but it yeah. was it definitely was fun and and invigorating for me too as we we're moving along in the process yeah was this when it when it finally aired was it a, a hey mom and dad uh, my show's on or what uh i'm sure it was 20 years later yeah. Yeah. i remember i still you know it's you know now i say i wrote on a show called news radio and about you know a third of the people go oh i, I think i remember that show you know i mean you know, memories are old and slow so. so that's why you were surprised when i freaked the fuck out that you had written <laughs> well, right. well radio. you know absolutely but it is again i was working at nickelodeon and uh met with one of their creative directors or something too and we're talking mm-hmm. here or there and i said what have you done and so no, I you know, wrote on an episode of News Radio. He's like, oh, wow, where are those guys? Like, like lit right. up. So I always like, I, right. I feel like people in the know who like comedy mm-hmm. and, and, you know, TV as entertainment will know Joe Schmo, not so much, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. What's what's your concept of why this show, I mean, it's it's it still qualify for a cult following, mm-hmm. but why it remains, other than nostalgia, which is, that's going to be part of it. What do you think about it, though, is perennial, like, do you have a concept of like, is it just the characters, or is there something about I, any of the stories? I don't know that I've that I've analyzed it that I know deeply. I um, know. You know, I mean, in a, in a sense, I think of like the Dick Van Dyke Show is is a workplace comedy. Yep. You know, primarily. Yep. I mean, there's stuff at home and all too. Mm-hmm. But you kind of think about that 
workplace comedy and and i i think it was the show for the 90s you know it was the one that kind of hit the most people Mm -hmm. great actors great writing you know just uh you know it was entertaining virtually at all times so i feel like that's kind of what makes it stick what's that it was fast it it, it keeps shooting coming at you is what you're saying yeah Yeah. you know and Mm -hmm. and you know just five years but you know there's shows that have been shorter that stick around as well too but i I just think it was you know they they hit the nail on the head at the right time yeah um you know you think about shows like the office now you know and you think there's a lot of shows like that but that's the one that Mm -hmm. you know in in its period definitely kind of held the reins and was top of the heap as well too so it feels yeah. like there's always room for something like that because there are other shows i watched at the time like just shoot me and i mm-hmm. thought it was great right, i don't right. know if i'd care to rewatch it now right yeah that's a i good loved point. it i loved it and but but news radio was stuck one? with me no that's suddenly susan oh mm-hmm. suddenly susan too that, which was another workplace comedy it was another time. workplace right. comedy that that which one uh, was just shoot me just shoot me was david spade laura san giacomo the one that was trying to be news radio yeah 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 uh, no, it was magazine it was a magazine it was a magazine that was a fact uh, no, I think it was a fashion, fashion magazine. magazine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's also what's her name from Hot in Cleveland? Why am I saying that? She's more famous from Just Shoot Me. Uh, Clea, but what's her? Leah uh, Thompson? No. No. Um. Uh. No. That's Caroline in the City. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I also loved that show. I don't know if that was any good. Right. David Hasselhoff's ex-wife from Baywatch. Same woman. I'm trying on to think. Just Shoot Me. Yeah. Is, yeah. Uh, the one was, you're talking about that yep, was on Hot yep. in Cleveland. Right? Yeah. Yep. 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 Can't remember her name right now. <laughs> well, then, oh my gosh, uh, I can't either. George, George, uh, uh, what's his name from Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf? Whose brain? My brain is just fried George, right now. George, right? Well, uh, yeah, I just can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah let's do that. Let's do this for the rest of the show. But David Spade. It was David Spade. Yeah. Right. It was. Yeah. It was yeah. the he David was a Spade. Right. I believe, if I remember correctly, Al Higgins' wife Allison was a PA on Just Shoot Me as well. Oh really? Too. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's funny bringing up all those other names because. Mm-hmm. I'm probably biased, but I also, I'm with you. Like, like news radio kind of sticks out and mm-hmm. at some point you can kind of see it here or there mm-hmm. because other shows didn't quite hit, you know, hit iconic, iconicism. Is that what it was? Sure. Iconic, yeah. Iconicism. Sure. Right. That's a word now. Why not? <laughs> you're allowed to coin a phrase. Right? Uh, you're a professional writer. You can, do, you can do what you want with words. It's fine. Like Shakespeare. Like. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but right. So those shows don't kind of stick out to me and. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, and I feel like I watched those shows sure. at the time yeah. too. To know, and I remember being at at least one taping of Suddenly Susan, and uh-huh. I can't remember why. Was Kathy Griffin on that one? Yep. All right. Yep. Maybe yep. that was why, because I was friends with oh, her back in the one. day. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's that was the show. Her costumes notoriously stolen from Beth's costume. Right. Right. Radio. That's right. That's, that's right. Why, that why did up. I think she was on Just Shoot Me? Because I remember liking Just Shoot Me. <laughs> I know, right? I don't. No. Yeah. She wasn't on there. It was because they were the same Susan. show visually. They looked right, like the same right. shit. The, those and wait was suddenly Susan sort of like I don't even remember samey elements plot. to news radio and um just shoot probably me. funny I couldn't is that why I'm confused because because just shoot me I feel like show? thinking about it really now uh see there's also was Veronica's it? closet if we want to get oh, deep there's another right. one that's oh my the god same they're all the same show oh yeah I, then, like, I was getting that confused with something yes me too <laughs> me too I just realized I was thinking of Veronica's closet what was Veronica's closet now that we have was Kirstie Alley, right? Alley and, and for some other reason I thought Kirstie oh Alley and Brooke Shields were on, on the, the same, same show, show. <laughs> they were not see wow. this is why news radio stands out it wasn't wow. those shows so yeah. there could have been a lot of shows that rose to the top and news sure. radio is the one you know mm-hmm. i think i think just plain numbers wise mm-hmm. was it before a bunch of them 
We're sure these were at the same shows. Right? <laughs> yeah, who knows? It's all roughly that's, the same. That'd be interesting time, to though. look at the yeah, time frame the on those to see. Did first. they come out, or was it just a year later yeah, that all of a sudden everybody said, know. "We now we need." Yeah. Uh, I mean, also some of the show ideas, like you know, you never know how how long ago any of those got written before they were right. successfully pitched right. either. Mm-hmm. So, and none of the the other big thing is like none of them ever took a chance like a news radio episode. Right. None of them were going right. to do a space episode because they felt like they were going <laughs> to yeah. get fired. Yeah. Yeah. None of them did a Titanic episode because they mm-hmm. thought they were just going to fucking right. eat shit. Right. You know, <laughs> like there is there is something right. to Paul Sims saying fuck it a lot. Mm-hmm. I think, and that's one of the reasons. Like, They're like, nope, this would be fun. We're doing it. It'd be interesting to find out, like that time when you get Paul on this show. He's been on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you asked him about the task of getting that past the network saying we want to do a Titanic show or we want to do in space I, We show? must have asked him about it, yeah. but, like, I think I think there was a point where they weren't paying attention enough. <laughs> right, right. They're right. like, they said, you guys okay, got this. I mean, do, you got do this. it you want, I guess. Yeah, we did yeah. talk about it, but right, I, I do think there was... there. They didn't fight them on concepts. They would fight them on language. Right, censorship right, shit. Right, right. That seemed it. like. Yeah, they can't do this. And I think at that you know, point. that horrible right. word that they yeah. had to edit out some of. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I've heard a story about, uh, again, writers' teams mm-hmm. putting in a bunch of, like, stuff they know they're, because they, they want to keep course. the one thing, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, racy <laughs> thing. So, oh, yeah, we'll get rid of that, 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 but. We just keep this one thing. Just okay, keep, yeah, just right. keep that one thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's all it's yeah. all context. Yeah. I, yeah. I I love that so yeah. much. It's chess. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, uh, let's see here. So there, a lot of more things happen in this episode. <laughs> I don't think we have time to do right. uh, while Mike's here because Mike has some stuff to get done. Yes, but um, long story short, at some point Matthew gets a padded suit, mm-hmm. and there, I just very quickly want to talk about. How real the punches look that John Lovitz is throwing! Wow, at him. I really did. Yeah. Did the like, padded suit actually work? Then it had to. <laughs> those are oh, real. No, those, those look those, like real karate that, pads. That, like that I was remember a real. The material looks right. Yeah. The, the way, yeah. Right. The way it moved looked right to me. And John yeah, yeah, Lovitz yeah. is like, okay, like you can see it. I can yeah. see it. Maybe not in his face, but in his his body language, it's just like <laughs> these are real. And then I don't know if the nut shot was planned, but he definitely gave him one. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, so, but yeah, that's the one thing that I'm like. I had never, it had never occurred to me until now, having more context about the show, like, oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, that <laughs> seems real. Also, I, I believe I mentioned before that mm-hmm. it was real because when Andy Dick put the suit on, you mm-hmm. know, and they're doing the scene, and then after the scene, he was doing like a bunch of dancing mm-hmm. and this and that. He might even have ran out in the audience uh-huh. and at some point he like collapses from overheat and like oh we shit. probably had to stop for a half hour because he, he had overdone it in his, in his big heavy crazy padded suit and all too and, wow. and thought about oh i'm not really you know in the kind of shape oh, that i can be to do God. huge physical exertion for 20 minutes straight cause, right because he like they might even have had like a medical team like uh, you know there's always somebody on the yeah, set yeah, just yeah, come yeah, in yeah. and give them water and stuff to like oh, are you gonna be okay or whatever I mean, far be it for me to think maybe he was overplaying his exhaustion as well, too. Right. He doesn't seem like that kind of person, does he? (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Uh, What was he wearing under the pads? A t-shirt, just a t-shirt and stuff. Yeah, you know, shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Naked. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. That's not as good. Burn that suit. (laughs) Um. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, and we didn't mention that Jimmy started the Million Mama March. That's right. that's what he right. wanted to do. Right. Where all the mothers, you know, they all protest Mother's Day because we all want to appreciate them every day of the year. 
And which, by the way, you when you even though you don't know yet, you're like Jimmy's. Jimmy did something. Right, right, right. What's behind uh-huh. all this? Right, and yes. Beth calls his mother up, and then there's the classic old sitcom gang of <laughs> pulls the phone away. Yeah. So, yeah. so silly. Is it also, is it fun to write on a show where it's like, I know I'm writing a show now, and I got to be hip, but this is an old sitcom yes, gag, yes, and I get yes, to ha- yes. see that on my show. I think, I think they looked at it from the approach of like homage. Not, yeah. Not, we're mm-hmm. not inventing yeah. the wheel here, but yeah. that's, you know, yeah. that's how it works. Like, it's who, like, if I was writing a show about, you know, guys, I got these standards, yeah. I want to yeah. do this. I'm like, yeah. oh, but I remember when I saw this gag on a show yeah. back in yeah. the day. I kind of want to do that. Yeah, like, yeah, you know. absolutely. What if we put in one of these? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. kind of thing. There's a lot of homage on this show, though. Of right. course, but we, it's uh, done well. Yeah. Uh, at Nickelodeon, it was uh, after the big crazy scene. Well, that went well, you know, yeah, which yeah, I've yeah. seen, I think, um, American Dad or Family Guy mm-hmm. parody as well, too. Go, Here's the 80s sitcoms, one-liners. <laughs> that went well. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, that that's the one thing where a lot of people are like, oh, that's a hacky joke. We're like, okay, maybe it's hacky, but it's also like, I want... I want to have participated mm-hmm. in this weird part of comedy history that is like obvious. It's homage and theft. Like yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. It's like yeah. that's yeah. What, like that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Like so much of my comedy is a kid. Like right. when you're a kid too, <laughs> it's all imitation. <laughs> my uh, my friend used to always tell me, "If you're gonna steal, steal from the best." Yeah, of course. <laughs> right. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, and then. I mean, so the, the show then, of course, wraps up with, with Davis all of a sudden. He's still smiling, but it's a slightly different smile. And Lisa's like, what's wrong with you? Because he looks like he's high now. And he's just he's been... He's like, I've made my decision, Lisa. <laughs> and he's just been beating the piss out of Matthew in that, in that padded suit. It works out, works out for everybody. Yeah. I, I, this is one of those... Uh, there are a lot of episodes like this that just have this weird catharsis in mm-hmm. them and especially in this season i feel like every episode felt like it had to resolve more than some of the other ones mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. maybe because it's just a tension-filled season but yeah uh it's it's a solid resolution i think i yeah um and and again i'm sure you went over uh with paul and paul has talked about the fact that he kind of had to talk nbc about doing this into doing this fifth season he wanted to mm-hmm. do it because mm-hmm. there's such so much uh, financial ramifications to having the hundred episodes that you can, sure. you know, package mm-hmm. and all too. Mm-hmm. So, but but he wasn't, uh, you know, he was still I listed as executive producer, but hands on, you know, he sure. was doing another show, Joe Rogan show, right? Joe Rogan show, which, which uh, I have a script for somewhere, mm-hmm. or maybe I'm not supposed to. Right now, script, actually. With, oh, you have it. Uh, Why well, right. did I did scan it? I have it somewhere. <laughs> I, get, I don't know if we're supposed to have it, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, the season went through. So. I, I, I now granted I my actual time on set would be like at shooting tapings or or you know in a week in the writers room. Yeah. I don't know if anybody said this is our last season ever. Right. You know ahead of time I never right. heard those words but I wasn't necessarily that close or Al probably would have said to me if like they kind of had that yeah. feeling and all too yeah. if it was going to be but the fourth season was almost the last season. Yeah. So you know I'm sure they kind of knew they're yeah. you know nearing the end so let's Let's have fun and mm-hmm. do what we mm-hmm. can. Let's just, you know, put it all out there. Right. Well, and they also, like, they, it's weird because this, the uh, the final episode of this season, once we get there, just so everybody knows, when you hear this, this is the first one we're recording of this season. <laughs> Before we've even recorded episode one, I actually think it's better that we're doing a funny episode rather than a sad episode. <laughs> right. To, to get, yeah. get Yeah, that to is going to be over to start, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Boy. Yeah. Uh, but and I ends... was at that taping, too. I do remember Were you really? That. Yes, yes. Oh, my yes. God. Wow. We, oh, we, we, let's talk about that really quick. All right. What the hell was that like? Uh, you know, 
I had not like read the script. I don't yeah. think I had prodded Al for what's going to happen, but it definitely like in the crowd was, you know, back of your neck kind of chills, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, uh, sadness, but also like kind of a celebration of Bill yeah. uh, as uh, of Phil as mm-hmm. well too. And all, cause you know, he was so beloved, you know, I mean, yeah. just uh, everybody couldn't have you know, spoken higher about him and everybody felt like, you know, you knew it was his tragic loss. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think their nervousness is how do we kind of say goodbye to him, still mm-hmm. kind of do a comedy show. Yeah. And I, I felt like as as good as those, you know, that they've done well. You know, I, I, I can't think of another show. They've killed off characters before. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I had friends who worked on Love and War, uh-huh. which was Susan I Day. Remember you that remember show. Susan Day I and just... Jay Thomas. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Um, really? Yeah. Okay. And so they they had a bartender who like also was like one of the highest rated like Q ratings and all too. Uh-huh. Who midway through the first season passed away as well too. Okay. He just passed away and all too. So they had to kind of replace him and all. But um, but like somebody be you know murdered yeah. is is crazy. It's almost mm-hmm. like I, I think a lot of shows would have to maybe shut down. Yeah. But again, no, there was a girl from Sister Sister who got murdered too oh, by the right. stalker guy. Oh, right. and all yeah, too, Jesus you know? Christ. So oh, that geez. wasn't a show that I watched, but, uh, but still, I yeah. guess it happens far too often than, than we want to think about here. It's, I mean, it's. We'll, we'll talk about it when we get to it, but there, there, there is. It, it's. The bet. They, they dealt with Coach's death on, on Cheers right, really well. Right, right. But I yeah. think this is like. It's my it's my favorite, but it's also right. because Phil Hartman was my personal guy. Right, and also maybe there's just a also a different aspect because it was such a tragic death, not just sure. somebody who just passed away, but the you know the circumstances around it too. Mm-hmm. Where all right, you know, if an older cast member you know passes away, it's sad, it's a change, sure. but it's not doesn't have that kind of jarring effect as somebody yeah. sitting there thinking about you know. Right. Yeah, we, weird coincidence. My mother just mailed to me oh. a bunch of photos, but also I had forgotten that I had this clipping from People Magazine that was oh, just after oh, he died. Wow. So this is from J- uh, June 1998. Yeah. It's got some old photos of him. Um, that was Mike peeing just then, just so I should <laughs> let everybody know. Um, not me. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's just very weird coincidence that this arrived today. Yeah. Um, wow. uh, yeah, it's very and weird. And something you had pulled yeah. and your mom found. So mm-hmm. Yeah, just sitting around. Uh, weirdly, that and... Oh, wow. So, yeah. so is this... It's a, uh, should we tell the people what we're looking at? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, it's just, it's better this way. <laughs> the mystery just, picture. Just two pages out of a Phil Hartman magazine and his from Phil Hartman and his Is this after? Yeah, right after. Incident? Oh, right after. A month okay. after. Okay. All right. This so, is June. Yeah. yeah so, kids. yeah, I know. Heartbreaking. It's Ooh. heartbreaking. But yeah, it was just a weird coincidence you know, that I just got this in the mail. If I don't know if any of the Howard Stern tapes are still available, but they were both on Howard Stern a couple of times with mm-hmm. some pretty extensive interviews. It'd be interesting to see kind of what was spoken there he brought the wife you know as well too Uh uh-huh you know when he had like a friday night talk show that was on cbs oh yes right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, whatever they were i believe the first he might even have been like the first guest uh brie and phil the first guest on that show the original howard stern talk show yeah yeah you might be able to find something on youtube i never thought about that till now because yeah i'm sure there were you know questions but you know not as deep as going into because that was a half hour network kind of interview show and all too but yeah such a sad state of events it is Mm -hmm. let's talk about your happy episode though oh it's a fun episode yeah padded suit it was a good episode (laughs) i enjoy it it's it it did stick out Mm -hmm. and honestly if it wasn't for this episode and me and news radio i wouldn't have known (laughs) told jen that i have to hang out with your your co-worker (laughs) and then comedy on vinyl wouldn't exist then i wouldn't have done this show so So, in some small way you're responsible uh, for this podcast i'm pretty sure it was 
my first news radio autograph. Did you send a DVD with? Oh yeah, yeah. I had, you, I had you. Yeah, I, like, I had you. Yeah, I had you You know, <laughs> I don't. It, it, uh, it's so funny because I, you know, I, I teach full time now. You know, mm -hmm. I'm teaching like special ed in uh, Inglewood. Been there for six years, and and like last near the end of the year one of the teachers goes hey somebody told me you used to be a writer and mm -hmm, i'm like mm -hmm. going well you know i always just think uh, everybody knows and i don't push it sure, out there sure, or whatever sure. too so it's always funny when somebody like will know something that i worked on all too and i was always like wow all right because you know i'm going to appreciate somebody who's a news radio fan hmm. because i was a news radio fan sure. you know, not mm -hmm. that nothing to do with me working on it. just right. like oh i know if somebody's like a news radio fan you know they're a seinfeld fan one mm -hmm, of the, you know i'm gonna mm -hmm. go oh, we'll have something to talk about sure. at the very yeah. least you know yeah yeah um, this is not going to come out for 20 weeks. So, okay. do you have anything you want to promote in 20 weeks, <laughs> mm -hmm. or something I can cut into an uh, upcoming episode? <laughs> now, you know, it's I haven't done as much writing lately, but I have been working on this project that's kind of that, that is comedy based, and and mm -hmm. uh, uh, if anything does come to it, I think in 20 weeks will be a good point okay, good. to kind of check back in because it's really <laughs> at this fledgling uh, state right now. So mm -hmm. it's kind of fun to be back and again working with some of those guys who I did sketch comedy oh, with awesome. back in high school. Oh, wow. And, mm -hmm. you know, a new kind of idea that we're kicking around and all, too. Really? So, mm -hmm. uh, can I ask very quickly, do any of those cassette tapes still exist? And can I hear them? Cassette tapes of? You said that you, that you oh, and your friend, oh. yeah. I'd have to ask my buddy. There's Please a chance he might have kept some of those that we made, like Please our little comedy do. things and all, too. Uh, yeah. I want to hear I'll, these. I'll go through the archives. I'll, I'll check through here and to see what, uh, like, if I can find any of those pitch things. Yes. And then we can kind of delve into why did Pryster think this is funny. It's also it's usually sad when you go back to those things that you thought were of so hilarious. Think, of and course. I, go, I, I pitched that. Well, we went through, <laughs> we just did a staged reading of an episode of News Radio that only mm -hmm. got semi-produced. Uh -huh. Chris Marshall was there. He yeah. co-wrote it. And yeah. he's like, there's a reason some of this didn't make it into a final episode. Right, right. So, you know, the, the man's, you know, he's doing okay. It's and the, it's <laughs> usually the typical when you get some, not always, but some of the director's cuts of movies, you know, mm -hmm. I, I always think of A New Hope going, oh, oh really? Oh, you know what? I think oh. I see why those scenes weren't in there, you know? Yeah. You didn't have to put the that stuff back in there. The director's cut of Amadeus, yeah. I don't oh, like no. it. It's not, oh, no. I don't. Some people think it's better. I don't. Wow, I, I hate it. It's terrible. Apocalypse Now, like, adds yeah. an extra oh, hour. Uh-huh. Oh, great. That's what we needed more of. Yeah, that's not what that movie needs <laughs> need to be stretched out. Oh boy. Well, Mike, so thank you for doing promote. this. Thank so you much. so much. My pleasure, guys. It is always fun coming and seeing you guys. And, and I really appreciate like your senses of humor and the fact that you, you know, appreciate a show like news radio mm -hmm. uh, i i know if you look at the success you've had like getting the people to come out mm -hmm. like candy yeah. and chris and paul and sure. all of them too you know it's i think it's somewhere important in in their hearts too i hope you so know? yeah you know and hopefully maybe in the future dave foley will yes. be the show dave if you're listening okay. please <laughs> come okay. on the show dave we're chill. hi dave we're chill jason we're we're very we're chill. chill dave dave more a tyranny more a tyranny <laughs> dave uh, uh, uh mora and steven root dave. both said that they're not going to come on unless you come on so, yeah, so at the same time basically so. it's, uh, <laughs> it's on you it's on this point. fantastic uh there's one thing left oh sorry do you want to promote anything yes, alan in alan. 20 weeks Oh, I'm sure. You know what, guys? Uh, should be out by then. <laughs> Check months. out uh, uh, Netflix movie Dolomite is my name. Dolomite is yeah. my name. Mm -hmm. yeah, Starring sure. Eddie Murphy as Rudy nice. Ray Moore. Nice. Yeah, should it's going to be good. Be good. Um, I cannot wait. I cannot awesome. wait for this. Um, you can follow Alan on Twitter at A-L-L-E-N-R-U-E-C-K-E-R-T. Same as Instagram. <laughs> Alan, where am I on Twitter? <laughs> J. Klom. Klom. <laughs> K-L-A-M-M. -M. Uh -huh. Double M. And Double. then on Instagram, I'm Jason Klom. Jen, what do you want to promote? Wait, you're on Instagram? Yeah, uh-huh. Oh, no, I'm kidding. I oh, hate you. <laughs>
I'd like you to go outside today, uh-huh. especially if you haven't yet. Breathe in some air. Look at some plants. Mm-hmm. Uh, find uh, a puppy. You don't have to pet it. Just just find one. <laughs> Walk around until you see a cute little animal. <laughs> you don't have to go near it. Just go outside. That's that's after they download the uh, show and put their earbuds in, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Right. Like, <laughs> you don't want to hear nature. Uh-huh. Well, I've thank you guys for listening. Awesome. There's one thing left to say, and that's... Catch you later, bee cakes! Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast, is part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Alan Rickert, Jason Klom, and Jen, who lives on the ether. Our theme song was composed and performed by Michael Warden. Have questions? Call and leave us a voicemail at 646-801-WNYX or email us at freakzilla at scopenet.com. You can also send snail mail to Stolen Dress Entertainment, P.O. Box 805, Burbank, California, 91503. Subscribe to Dispatches from Fort Awesome on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or any other podcast outlet. Give us a five-star rating and write us a review. It helps. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WNYX News Radio, or find everything in one place at WNYXNewsRadio.com. Thanks, Joe. Visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, watch videos, and imbibe freely of our multimedia content going back 15-plus years. Big day today, Dave. Stolen Dress Entertainment. Hey, it's my turn. Ah!